One thing that's true for all moms, we have a lot of stories to tell. Some are silly, some are gross, some bring us to tears. With each story that's shared, another mom feels a little less alone. So join us as we laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. Ladies, we made it to the 100th episode. Congratulations. Do we have like an applause effect on the thing there, Bobby? Wow. (laughs) Everybody sit down, sit down. So for the 100th episode, we are doing listener mailbag and these are some questions from listeners. And I'd like us to like go around and ask the group. So Chloe, do you want to take the first one? Sure. Natalie asked, what has been one of your favorite episodes? Mm, Okay. Megan, you're up. My favorite episode was the invisible load of motherhood, which is one I think we did pretty early on, but I feel like it's just something that every mom can identify with in one way, shape, or form. Megan, I would say that I've referenced that that conversation a lot too. Mm-hmm. So I think like for me, learning about that has opened my eyes to something that I didn't realize I was carrying. So sure you're carrying, but you mm-hmm. don't know yeah. what you're carrying. Yep. What about you, Susan? What was your favorite? Um, mine was teaching self-control just because it's just a behag of mine. I I don't think we think to teach that to our children. And yes, it's, and yet it's one of the greatest success indicators for adulthood. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you explain to everyone what a BHAG is? Not everyone knows. What uh, that big is. hairy audacious goal. Never mind. It's something we do at work. <laughs> <laughs> but what you a, should do it with your children too. Yeah. You should have goals. Yeah. What about you, Chloe? Um, I really like the self love uh, language episode. Oh, that was mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're, I literally... You don't have to be a people pleaser. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite episode, the last one. Since, <laughs> since uh, recording that, because um, I wasn't, I didn't have James yet, but when we recorded that, and since. I feel like my self-love language has changed. And I actually texted Megan a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh my gosh, remember when you said one of your love languages is getting ready, you know, without the kids around? Like, that's my new love language. I love getting ready and knowing Trent has James. Mm-hmm. I can just get ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that I liked the I'm um, taking parenting styles too far. I think that that one, like that might be a second for me. Um, I just, I thought the conversation was interesting and it kind of reflected how we're all trying to like keep up with whatever is like the new thing and not just resting in what is coming naturally to us and our natural gifting as moms. So um, I'll link to all these in the show notes. You can listen to them yourself if you haven't yet. Megan, you want to ask the next one? Stephanie asked, how do you know which stories about your kids are safe to share where does where does their privacy and your sharing overlap and where should they be separate? I That's think, a tough one. Yeah, I think some of that has to do with where are you sharing it? Are you, if, are you sh- if you're sharing it with a friend. Well, she's asking us as the podcast. Right, right. But if you're sharing it with a friend, you got to know that's a trusted friend and they're not going to spread it around and kids aren't going to overhear. If you're sharing it on social, then is it embarrassing to the child? If you're sharing it like we do on the podcast, can you leave names out or... Um, it's tough. I yeah. think we do overshare today. Yeah. I kind of gauge, you know, because I did radio before this and my kids were all, were both like under 10 when I was doing radio. It was a lot easier to share those stories because they're kind of cutesy and everything. But now that they're 10 and 12, mm. I we're getting to the point where they really are going to start feeling self-conscious if like a friend comes to them and like, my mom listened to your mom's thing. And, they, and even if it's, if it's something good, I think they're not going to want to be talked about. So... Um, I think that as long for me, like my mental gauge is as long as I am like honoring them as an individual and as a 
child of God, I can feel okay about what I'm sharing and talking to them and saying, well, you know, this is what I do for my job and I'm writing about you as well. So you tell me what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with and know that by me sharing these stories and doing this research and whatever, like I'm trying to help other people too. Mm -hmm. So, and thanking them, I think also for like letting me share their lives with people. Yeah. I struggle with it because I feel like when it comes to my kids, I'm a pretty private person. Like I make it a point to never share any like meltdowns of them or them naked or anything like that on social media. I only share very few things. And when I do, it's like good little moments because I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm protective of, of them on social media. So this is different for me because I also feel like I'm just talking to my friends. Like I'm just talking to you guys and so I've definitely become more aware that there's other people listening. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, as they get older, I'm definitely going to have to take a second look at, you know, maybe not using their names because I have two boys. I can just say one of my boys. Um, but even now too, like, I feel like, you know, I've, I've told some stories about James and I'm like, man, that doesn't really paint him in a great light. But at the same time, because of what we do, you kind of have to give these examples and these stories so that people understand what you're talking about. Uh, so I think it's a really hard line to walk. I do think there's like a there's a point where you're you're being honest and then you're also they're stepping into like self-indulgent mm. where you're like sharing the story to get likes or to like build like drama. And when you step into that and it starts to be more about you than about the point of the conversation, you know, I think that that's when you know it's probably a bad, bad place to be. So let's go on to the next one. Jocelyn said, how do you get away for some you time without feeling guilty? This one's a hard one for me. Um, and I always feel bad, like, you know, writing about it or whatever, because I my, I only have my kids 50% of the time. And so I get a lot of me time. I get a lot of one-on-one time with my husband. It's So it's different. Like I, we all have our own struggles in motherhood. Yeah. Me getting me time and friend time and husband time is not one of my problems, you know? Mm-hmm. I got so little with five kids, I didn't ever feel guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so when you, when you yeah, did, so, yeah. If, you know, if we went on a vacation without them, I'd be like, I know it's going to be hard, but yeah. So I, I didn't really feel too guilty. Yeah, I just try to remind myself that me time makes me a better mom because I can really, honestly, every meltdown that I have has an invisible string that's tied back Mm -hmm. to the fact that I haven't had any me time lately. It's like I have to have that to be a better mom. Yep. Megan, do you have any way that you— I never— not feel guilty about it. Sorry, I don't. (laughs) I really don't. Love it. I never do. So, I mean, I worry about them while I'm gone. Like I I get very anxious when I, when I do have something planned where I'm going to be leaving them for longer than a day, but I don't feel guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Megan and I just got back from London. We didn't feel guilty. One bit. Susan, you want to ask the next one? Um, Yes. Okay. Jen asked, what's one of your favorite moms from pop, pop culture? Jennifer Gardner. I think she's adorable. Oh, yeah. she I follow good. her. She makes me feel good. She gets on and she cooks with no makeup on in the morning. She doesn't follow the recipe. She doesn't really share about her kids, I have to say. She says funny stories. She looks for, for positive things in the world, um, but she's not afraid about to talk about things she's concerned about, mm-hmm. too. So I just like her attitude. Yeah. One of mine, and I, I don't know if this is a favorite or just one I relate to, and I'm kind of taking this from something I read on the internet a while ago. And it's like, um, so the mom from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, 
You know, how like the thing, like I used to think that Robin Williams character was like the best and he's so much fun. And now I realize that I relate more to the mom that she comes home from work (laughs) and he's, yeah, Sally Field. And he has like farm animals in the living room. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I've been at work all day and now there's this mess, you know, like I just feel like she was villainized in that moment of like, you know, like, no, no, no. She is living that, you know, working mom life. And I'm like, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Megan and Chloe, you guys have one? Um, I love following Hillary Duff. So I grew up with her as Lizzie McGuire, and I loved watching her become a mom because she's got four, I don't know, four, like four kids, one on the way or something like that. She's very real, um, but she's really funny and positive about motherhood. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I'm the worst. I just, I don't really have, I can't think of one or I don't have one, but I do love Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. They mm-hmm. like joke about being parents and their kids all the time and they're very real about it. And I just think it's so funny because they have a bunch of kids now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think they are just super funny about it, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Arlene asked, what marriage or parenting struggle really challenged you early on that you can look back on now and laugh about? The first one that came to my mind, and I actually asked my husband this question too, and he said the same thing, was the first like two days after- I love the idea of you looking back and laughing. And this was (laughs) like, how far did you Five days ago. ago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We, the first two days we were in the hospital, we're like, how do we hold him? We did not, like, both of us had never been around a baby that small before. So when we were like, you know, when I was like feeding him and stuff, I was terrified to hold him. So now it's so different. I'm like, (laughs) I was, I remember stressing so much about the bedwetting because one of my two really like struggled with it more. And we did like the, the mats in the bed. We did a thing that you like clipped in his underwear that played this like song. As soon as he would start to pee, it does this song. And the poor little thing, he would like start to like sing it randomly like (laughs) talk about sleep regression right it became like and he wasn't that young he was probably like six or so six or seven and we all kind of like would sing this like da 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 or whatever it was you know and it was so loud like it woke up the entire house the poor thing probably i can't imagine what psycho stuff this is doing to him but anyway he doesn't pee in the bed anymore but i thought we were going to be wetting the bed for Ever, ever. And I know some people do struggle with it later into like teen years, but I just want to take Abby from however many, seven years ago and just be like, it's going to be okay. There's a lot of laundry right now, but it's going to be okay. This changed a lot with my second versus my first. So with my first, the amount of things that I researched to the nth degree was insane. Like I remember I was researching cotton and diapers. I was researching different kinds of formula. I was researching the natural rubbers of pacifiers. Like I was going down a really dark rabbit hole of different things that I was researching to make sure that I was like giving my baby the best kind. And now I'm like, Costco has the best diapers, like Costco (laughs) diapers it is. I mean, they just are. They're the most absorbent. I don't care what kind of cotton's in them. Like they're cheapest. They're super absorbent. Um, And I did like, there's just so many things with my second that I was like, I don't really care. But my first, I felt like if I gave him the wrong type of rubber and a pacifier that it was going to like cancer or something. I don't know. Yeah. Susan. Oh gosh. Okay. So this, I don't know if you say I need this you is to say something that you laugh about when your kid, from when your kids were my kid's age, like 10 and 12. Oh. Give me that, please. Cause I want to <laughs> laugh now. I don't want to have to wait. I want to feel the relief now. 
Or is everything serious at this stage? No, (laughs) no. I do think I worried too much about their friends. Mm. You know, like the mean girl stuff or what kind of guy is this going to be when he turns 15 and I'm really, should they be hanging out and da 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 And I should have not worried. I just should have nipped it in the bud. Mm -hmm. Like, so. Mm. Um, But again, the pleaser in me was, oh, I'm friends with their parents. And oh, no, these are kids that they should be with. No, Mm mm-mm. You got to take more control, I think. That wasn't what I was going to share, though. What I was going to share is a marriage struggle. Oh, yeah. So Mark is a neat freak. And when I married him, I kid you not, in his closets, every hanger was one inch apart. Have you watched the Beckham um, documentary? (laughs) No, but I should. I've heard it's great. It is good. And it was so like perfect that I just decided I wasn't even going to keep my clothes in our bedroom. Like it was three bedroom. So I took the smallest bedroom, kind of made it, we called it my boudoir. It's like all my clothes <laughs> were in there and everything and I could leave it a mess and I just got changed in there. Of course, then we started having kids and I, we had to merge and I he will found say- found out about your- I will say yeah. when you look at how we both operate from that perspective and you see how far we've come and really how far he's come because he really- you know, we kept adding kids and kids and kids and small South Tampa houses, you know, you don't have closets. And he, it used to really bother him when he came home and stuff was all over. He totally has changed. He's Love a it. different person. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and we're laughing about his hangers now. Yeah, yeah. no right. hangers. <laughs> Last question comes from Katie. She said, what are you looking forward to the most in 2024 regarding the podcast? I look forward to hopefully having some guests. Mm. I think that would be fun, you know, get mm-hmm. some people with some... um in-depth perspectives on we, things. We definitely need experts on people-pleasing and sleep regression. Right? <laughs> right? I'm also looking forward to um, James, the first. <laughs> Megan's, Megan's James. James um, just becoming a little bit more of a little boy and less of a toddler. Mm-hmm. I am, I, I don't know. I just, I love that stage of like four, five, six, seven. Mm. It's so fun. And they say the funniest things and... Do the funniest things. I cannot wait to see how he just gets you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Abby. I am looking forward to that too. No, he he kind of already has gotten to that stage where he just doesn't want help with anything anymore. And he can really do it. And he does say the funniest things right now. And it's just so cute because they he's using these words correctly, but you're just like, wow, I didn't know you could say that. And you could do that one really funny quick anecdote. I can't remember if I told this before, but um, my husband took James to the restroom. They had to stop at this gas station because they were going on this little father-son trip. They go in this public restroom in a gas station. It's pretty gross. Hampton was like, oh, you know, don't touch anything. And James looks at Hampton and goes, Dada, smells like freedom in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does like, that mean? What does that mean? And Hampton is like, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> so to him, freedom is peeing everywhere, anywhere you want. I think worse than that. Worse than that. And oh. I was just like, well, people probably were very free. And oh, people. my gosh. You need to write that down. That's amazing. Like, start a uh, note no, in your we phone. We just started this whole book because he oh. is just starting to say the best thing. So, yes. I mean, just funny. He makes me laugh all the time. Sweet. That's awesome. All right, Susan, what do you got? What do you I'm, I'm looking forward to the new t- studio because uh, our All Pro Dad podcast, the Counterpart 
to us um, has been videoing theirs. And I think we need to do that a little bit. That would be kind of oh, fun. I, I know. Say I'm looking fun. forward to that. Oh. It would be fun. Just it, open yeah. your mind. I, yeah. <laughs> Bobby's laughing. Bobby. <laughs> It, I know it makes editing a lot harder. See, this is the difference. The guys never once said that to me. Uh, when I said we're going to video from the start and YouTube, they never once said, because oh, they don't wear makeup. They don't do no, their hair. Half of them so, don't have hair. You, everybody here looks great today. Literally, no half deal. of them do not have hair. I this look is great. true. <laughs> <laughs> half of us look great today. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get, get to I'm answer. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to Chloe not being on the podcast in 2024. I have something I'm looking forward to. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to contributing as a mother. Okay. I Instead mom, of just social media expert, well, I mean, Chloe. being a mom is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love getting to talk about my sorry, son. Sorry, Trent. No, sorry. <laughs> and being married to Trent. I love getting to talk about my son. I love getting to talk about all this stuff. And I like getting to talk about it with all of you. So I'm excited. Yeah. Megan, did you give your answer? I think I'm looking forward to the guests that we're going to bring on. I love having Laura on. I think she is such a, Laura Rutledge has been on a couple um, at this point, but she is such a great perspective. And so I'm very much looking forward to additional guests that we're going to. I'm gonna... looking forward to somebody in this room having a girl. Not me. Not me. Not right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought that was an announcement. <laughs> Oh my no. gosh, guys, my heart's Wait, so... is that an announcement? No. no. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, it's like, not. No. It's no. not. It's definitely not. No, it really isn't. I wouldn't have said oh it God. if it weren't an announcement. Yeah, <laughs> no, Bobby, like, producer Bobby is having a girl. <laughs> Bobby, congrats. He's already got a girl. Oh, man, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to say thank you so much for listening for these 100 episodes. Um, we just love being able to talk together and receive wisdom, give wisdom, kind of go through this parenting journey together. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.